Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. And in today's bonus break, I am going to be sharing with you the secret to board onboarding. Barely half of all boards have a formal onboarding process for new members. And only half of those onboarding participants felt it actually prepared them for board service. In other words, friend, only 25% of new board members felt that they were given the experiences, the training, and the information necessary to be a good board member. In designing your organization's onboarding process, you want to ensure that it will inform, inspire, and initiate new board members. Because, my friend, that's the secret sauce to taking your onboarding from okay to exceptional. And in today's bonus break, I am going to explain how to do that. The bonus break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a tea break and get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit stronger. Once again, I'm Dolph Goldenberg, and I'm a consultant, a coach, and a confidant for leaders at small and large organizations across the country. And in this bonus break and all of my work, I bring three decades of leadership and consulting experience building, growing, leading, and repairing organizations. And once again, in today's bonus break, I am going to share with you how to take your onboarding from okay to exceptional. And I am going to do that by explaining the three I's of board orientation. Those three I's are inform, initiate, and inspire. My friend, for years as an executive director, I did onboarding wrong. As I think back to my very first executive director job over 20 years ago, I will always remember that the board leadership and I designed a half-day onboarding training, and it's what I call the fire hose orientation because it left everybody feeling numb and less inspired. Now, just about four years ago, I began experimenting with a better way to onboard new board members during an interim engagement, and I've always felt that my interim engagements are a great opportunity to do some real experimentation in an organization that I've become really familiar with. Over the last four years, I have created and fine-tuned this onboarding system so that I know for a fact it works so much better than, frankly, what has become the tried-and-true half-day onboarding training. In the last bonus break, I shared with you the importance of a multi-session onboarding process that mimics board service. If you missed that episode, I have linked to it in the show notes on your phone. It is definitely worth your time to give it a listen. Because in this bonus break, I'm going to share with you how to create more meaningful onboarding sessions that truly inform, initiate, and inspire your new board members. At the start of the bonus break, I shared that troubling statistic that only 25% or only one in four new board members felt they were given the experiences, the training, and the connections necessary to be a good board member. 
if your onboarding is in the top 25% of all of the board onboardings across the country, you are probably informing new board members pretty well. But let's face it, 75% of nonprofits are falling short in this area. So let's just take a quick moment, even if you are doing the informing piece well, and discuss exactly what information we need to share with our new board members. In a nutshell, we need to give new board members the information they need to govern the organization. And at a minimum, this includes providing detailed information on your bylaws, your board policies and procedures, your expectations of board service. Think about it. That's, for example, hey, what what attendance requirements do we have? Do we have a fundraising give-get or the expectation that everyone make a personal gift? Do we expect that our board members are going to be participating in committees? Make sure you outline all of those expectations as part of informing your board prospects or new board members about what they need to know. You also want to make sure that you provide committee descriptions, as well as the roles and responsibilities of those committees, your board meeting schedule, your organization's history, a high-level overview of your strategic plan, and if you're a couple years into it, maybe also make sure that your board knows what you've achieved and where you've struggled. Your finances, just making sure that your board not just understands your current financial position, but a little bit of the history, where you have come over the last few years. And then, of course, your fundraising strategy. And then staff and board structures, which will always include current organizational charts. I know that many organizations are going to have to assemble and update these documents because I probably just listed about 10 or 11 documents. And let me just say that your annual board orientation process is a good opportunity to ensure that all of your documents are reviewed every single year. But let's face it. Even those onboarding processes that focus solely on informing new board members often don't cover each of the items I just mentioned. And like the onboarding I was a part of during my first executive director job, this orientation process is usually completed in a single session that lasts three to five hours. During this meeting, new board members are subjected to a series of presentations and manuals and frankly, what starts to feel like a never-ending assault of information. And that's why I call this type of orientation the fire hose, because the onboarding is one directional communication that leaves little opportunity for interaction and hands-on learning. As a result, most of our newly appointed board members walk away from the fire hose orientation feeling numb and having less enthusiasm for the organization and its mission. So please, if you want your board members to remember the information that you want them to know, break this really long session up into several smaller sessions of 90 minutes each. Now, let's talk about the next two eyes of board orientation. The very next one is inspire. Everything we do in board onboarding needs to inspire your new board members, while also educating them and preparing them for leadership service. Inspiring includes offering real-world scenarios to discuss, 
breakout discussion groups, opportunities to shadow programs and meet clients, and the chance to practice what they've learned before their first board meeting. So as we design onboarding, it is important that we ask ourselves how each slide in a presentation, each planned activity, and each structured discussion inspires our incoming or new board members and strengthens a commitment to the organization. If you're looking for just a little bit of inspiration about ways that you can make a more inspiring onboarding process, here are six ways you can include moments in your onboarding session that will inspire. First of all, consider storytelling sessions. Have some longstanding board members or clients share impactful stories. Make sure that they keep it short and only choose those who are the most impactful and inspirational at telling their stories. This personal touch can deeply resonate and inspire a sense of purpose among your incoming board members. The next thing I want you to consider is simulation exercises. So create some scenarios where prospective members must respond to real-life challenges. These could be challenges clients face, but also challenges your frontline staff have to overcome or the community is struggling with. This helps your prospective board members understand the complexities and intersectionality of decision-making in your organization. I also want you to be thinking about some mentorship pairings. So it's not unusual to consider a mentor for each new board member, but just make sure that you pair your prospective board members with experienced board members that, frankly, are already meeting the expectations of board service. That way, as they're providing guidance and deeper insight into the organization's culture and mission, they will be bringing on new board members to meet those expectations. And if you're doing the multi-session onboarding process that we talked about in the last bonus break that includes homework assignments, meeting with your mentor could be a great follow-up action from one of your onboarding sessions. The fourth of the six that you absolutely need to make sure you include because it's very inspirational is make sure that you have small group discussions with duos and triads instead of large discussions of the entire group. And don't forget, when you bring everyone back together after the breakout discussions, ask groups to summarize their conversations. This ensures that more voices and perspectives get heard. And by the way, this is also a good practice to do in your board meeting because it will help counterbalance those loudest voices. I also want you to maybe think about including some sort of client interaction as part of onboarding. This might be shadowing a program. It also might be arranging for new members to meet with the clients or communities who are served. Once again, this could be small group discussions. It could be even panel Q&A or maybe pairing prospective board members with a former client one-on-one to get to know each other for an activity. These firsthand experiences can be powerful motivators that your board members will bring with them into board meetings. And the last, and we talked about this last time, is consider a service project. Remember the last bonus break episode when I suggested a bonus session that offers a half-day hands-on project? It is always a good idea to involve incoming members in hands-on service activities that directly relate to your mission. Once again, 
This might be a cleanup day, painting a room, volunteering at a time when clients are going to be accessing your services. Whatever you choose, though, this immersive experience can be profoundly inspiring and also grounding for board members. Let me stop here and do a quick summary of the six ways you can include inspirational moments in your onboarding session. Storytelling sessions, simulation exercises, mentorship pairings, interactive discussions, client interaction, and of course, service projects. Now that I've given you some actionable ways to make your onboarding inspirational, let's talk about that last I, initiate. When I tell nonprofit leaders that their onboarding process should initiate new board members, they often think about the bizarre and often cruel hazing associated with many fraternities. Unfortunately, a bunch of stupid frat boys have given initiation a pretty bad name. When we initiate someone through onboarding, we have three intentions. The first intention is to have incoming members do everything we expect of a great board member. This probably includes selecting a committee and attending a committee meeting, reviewing and understanding the financial statements, completing a conflict of interest disclosure document, making their first gift to the organization, and also soliciting their first gift from someone else. But whatever you expect of a great board member, you want to get all of your incoming board members to do those activities and complete those tasks as part of their onboarding process. The next purpose of initiation is to demonstrate and communicate the board's values and culture to those people who are coming onto the board. This may include being respectful in our disagreements starting meetings on time, and following through on our commitments. By demonstrating our values and culture early, we help new board members support and build a positive culture. And if your board doesn't yet fully live these values or have this positive culture, an orientation that embodies these ideals will help change your board. The last purpose of initiation is to build relationships among the new cohort of board members, staff leaders, and existing board leaders. This ensures that your new board members attend their very first meeting with strong connections to other people around the table or in the Zoom, and it means that they aren't going to show up as a stranger among people who seem to know each other pretty well. These relationships will enhance your board's connections, making your board stronger in the best of times and more resilient when facing challenges or disagreements. So, my friend, as you are preparing your next onboarding sessions, I want to make sure that you understand the secret ingredients to truly successful onboarding of your new board members. And I always call them the three I's, inform, initiate, and inspire. And let me just remind you, I did this wrong for years. Eventually, I got tired of recruiting what I would hope would be great board members, but instead being able to divide every new class of board members into a third. A third were great, a third were average, and one-third were underperformers. I am so grateful for the clients who have let me experiment and iterate so that we could develop the perfect onboarding that results in truly high-performing board members. 
With the last bonus break, I'm creating a multi-session onboarding, and this bonus break about that secret sauce, inform, initiate, and inspire that makes an onboarding exceptional. You, my friend, have all the information necessary to structure a dynamic and effective board onboarding. But I also know for many organizations, this is more work than their current board can take on. This could be true for any number of reasons, but most often it is because your current board leaders don't have the bandwidth or don't demonstrate the commitment to follow through on projects like this. And if you're nodding your head, friend, that your board doesn't have the ability to take this important step that will re-energize and strengthen your board, if you are thinking to yourself, gosh, I have a hard time even getting the board to show up at meetings or respond to emails, please, please reach out to me to see if our board recruitment and onboarding services might be the right fit for your board. Over the past few years, board recruitment and onboarding services have been in high demand at successful nonprofits. And frankly, we have seen the difference that they make for a board and for an organization. So in the show notes on your phone, there is a link to contact me if you'd like to have a conversation about recruiting and onboarding the board members you need. That, my friend, is our bonus break for this week. I hope you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And a quick disclaimer that the lawyers make me say, I am not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the consulting practice provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please, if that is what you need, find a licensed, qualified professional in your area.